Hey, baby, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? But everything is uh, it's great. I mean, it's unbelievable. Here we are up in Dallas, Texas, getting ready for a big day tomorrow, and I'm just uh, living the dream, baby. You're absolutely right. Tomorrow's a big day. Uh, a free-to-the-public event, Wednesday, November 10th, the WrestleMania on-sale ticket party. Uh, fans can go check it out if you're in the area between 5.30 and 8.30 local time. Uh Jimmy's going to be one of the featured superstars, uh, personalities there. Uh, you kind of just said how it's going so far, but, uh, kind of wanted to get your, your thoughts on what WrestleMania means to you. Okay, great. Before you, before I finish though, uh, I was just gonna let you know, you know, we got NXT matches tomorrow too, special autographs, but the big surprise tomorrow is going to be the undertaker's going to be there alive and in living color, baby. So uh, it gives a chance to come out to see a legend and the undertaker and, and I guess Jimmy Hart too, but uh, the NXT matches, those <laughs> kids are so good. And so I'm just excited about it. It's going to be great. But what WrestleMania means to me, let me just tell you something. I have been so blessed for almost 38 years because this is uh, WrestleMania 38 coming up on April the 2nd and 3rd, you know, of April, but uh, to be part of the first WrestleMania, how many people that are still around are still doing it? That was part of the first WrestleMania. So I'm just, I, like I said, I pinch myself every day when I look in the mirror and go, did I really get paid for doing this for almost 38 years? No, it, it's interesting that you talk about uh, all of the things going on. I did get a chance to do the, the on-sale party when WrestleMania was in Orlando. And, you know, it's, it's really worth noting that it's a great night out. You get to see some live matches. Uh, you know, th this is, I would say, an unofficial start to WrestleMania season. I know it really ramps up in January, but uh, if you're in the area in, in uh, Texas, it, it's really a, a fun night out to kind of get to see some people, get back to live events, which is really cool. Uh, you've been a part of a, a bunch of cool WrestleMania moments, as you mentioned, uh, just to name a few, uh, maybe this one's more infamous, but, uh, you're running with Alice Cooper at WrestleMania three. Uh, you got a haircut the next year, but you, you also were, uh, with the nasty boys, you cornered them for a tag team title win at WrestleMania seven, uh, WrestleMania eight and nine, you had some memorable moments too. So, I mean, looking back at it in that respect, do you have, a favorite moment or a, a memorable moment for one reason or another? Well, you know what I really do? I have, a, a, like I said, a couple of kind of, you know, being part of WrestleMania one was so special, you know, coming from Memphis, Tennessee at the time with Jerry, the King Lawler and Andy Coppin and all the stars down there. But when I got the phone call to join the WWF back then, of course, WWE now, you know, I had a choice to make. I thought, well, gosh, you know, everything's going pretty good here in Memphis, but you know, this gives me a chance to branch out. So I just um, I made the choice to get on a plane and head for New York. I didn't know if it was going to last one day, one week, one month, one year or whatever. So I took a big chance, but it really paid off because can't you imagine from Memphis going to Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania one, I walk in the building and all of a sudden I look over. There's there's um, Liberace, there's Billy Martin, there's. You know, Cindy Lauper uh, standing next to uh, Dick Clark, who really I knew from a long time ago when I was in the group, the Gentries. We did all those Dick Clark tours back in the day, you know, in the 60s. And so I just uh, Mr. T there. So I was just so starstruck right off the bat. And then being able to go out twice during WrestleMania, not knowing if it was going to, like I said, last at any time. But it turned out so far pretty good, you know. 
You mentioned getting a chance to see The Undertaker. Uh, I know uh, you took in a basketball game with Bailey. Any other names yes. you're looking forward to, uh, specifically on NXT or anybody on the WWE roster that you're really looking forward to getting maybe a chance to spend more time with this week or just to see in the ring? Well, you know what? I I watch Monday Night Raw religiously. I watch SmackDown on Friday nights when I can. I watch uh, the NXT, of course. And, you know, that's kind of your breadwinner for the future coming from there because that's since there's not any territories anymore that you can really find a lot of people in that, uh, you know, you have to kind of groom your own talent. I think they've done a pretty good job. I know this. I, I preached, I preached, I preached. Every time I do a show a couple of years ago or whatever, I said, oh, my God, Bianca, she's great. She's great. Unbelievable. Who is this girl? You know, she reminded me of of a. Uh, of that singing group TLC, she reminded me of of Left Left Eye Lopez when I saw her. But she can talk. She had a great personality. And at SummerSlam a couple of months ago, when I did SummerSlam, did promotion for it in Vegas about three months ago, I had the privilege of meeting her father and mother, and uh, and her her husband. I always liked his work too. One of the street prophets. So she's just so great, good. But they've got a lot of great talent there. You know, somebody who I really like in NXT because he seems to be kind of a seasoned veteran but he's got great charisma he can talk and he's showmanship is la knight i like that guy very much i think he's cool man he really does a good job but but all the talent you can see where they're growing them trying to do them the right way but i'm looking forward whoever i see at nxt i'm the first thing i do is go in and go hey how you guys doing like i usually do because i'm a fan of all of it yeah yeah one uh one other guy that is getting a lot of attention right now on the nxt roster braun breaker uh he right you know no notice how talented he is uh he seems like experienced way beyond what he is but he's also got uh very colorful wrestling gear something uh you were known for at you know in your heyday you had the the jackets when you were ringside for your matches going back to ask maybe another favorite this came to mind do you have um any favorite jacket or megaphone design Wow. Well, the megaphone, I'll tell you a little quick story, if I may. The megaphone, you know, when I first left Memphis to went up to uh, New York, I used to carry a cane down there. When I got New York, Mr. Fuji had the cane and I wasn't going to mess with Mr. Fuji. Go, hey, I've got a cane, too. You know, you know where that would have ended up. So I said, you know what? Uh, You know, so one day I was up in Poughkeepsie, New York, getting ready to do TV shows and Vince from Japan. And he goes, Hey, I want to give you this. This is going to be your new gimmick. I said, okay, thank you. I said, Hey, can I paint it? He goes, just know when to use it, when not to use it, but do whatever you want to with it. And so that was such a break for me because it turned out to be a, a great part of my, uh, my, I guess my career up there, you know, cause we used it in so many different matches, you know, back in the day, but that was great. But my jackets, I tried to to try to make everything for my, my guys. You know, I've always thought like when you first manager wise, I love Paul Heyman, even though he says he's an advocate, but I love him. I've always loved Jimmy Cornette. Uh, of course up there, Bobby, the brain, he and Bobby was just great. Fuji, all of them, you know, Blassie, everybody. So I was lucky to be part of all that, but, um, I've always felt like doing the manager thing, if it was all about me, 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 it's not. It's about who you're managing. So that's why a lot of my jackets, I always had them done with a guy's pictures on them or or something that had their name on it to make them special because I was lucky just to have the ride with them. You know, I always felt like I was the hood ornament on the Cadillac. They were the Cadillac, but I was the hood ornament, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, 
but the, but all the jackets I tried to if I went out three times a night I wanted to make sure I had three changes because and I'll tell you why real quick because when I was in the rock and roll business doing the uh, one hit wonder the gentries keep on dancing with Dick Clark Dick Clark one night put us into a room before we uh, had a show and it was the Beach Boys us Chuck Berry was there I think. Steppenwolf, I can't think it was a lot of the groups back in that era. And he said, look, when you go on stage, you're there to be entertainers. You're entertaining the public. Remember one thing, some nights you might be sick, you can't help that. But dress-wise, if you dress like the audience, one day you're going to wind up sitting in the audience. Meaning, you know, don't come up with a pair of t-shirts, blue jeans on. And, you know, that might be okay for a while if you want to be cool or hip. But people really pay big money to go see you sometimes, and they want to go, wow. You know, uh, look, I, got, I like that jacket. I like that coat because I know when I go to some of the rock shows or have been part of them, I've always looked at some of the attire that some of the people wear, you know. So that's been a very part of my my career is the jackets, the megaphone, and uh, hopefully being able to talk and being entertaining. If I can pick one off the top of my head, I know you had some really cool ones with Money Inc. And, you know, speaking as far as your legacy in wrestling, like, They've been they've had a few of the actual ring worn jackets at WrestleMania access. If you look at merchandise, uh, chalk line apparel is reproducing the designs you had on your jacket. When you look at stuff like that, like what do you you know, what's your reaction to, you know, just seeing like you made that much of an impact where they're still creating merchandise for you in that way? And you you had such a a profound influence on the wrestling business, even, you know, 30 years later after you wore the jacket. Well, you know, I'm flattered. I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Uh, even at the ball game uh, last night, Bailey was with me. I love Bailey. I can't, can't wait till she gets well. She was so good. Her and Sasha Banks had such a great rivalry going on. Both of them are just great. But even Bailey goes over and she says, you know, Jimmy, I've never done this with you before. But she said, you know, I can't believe the people that, that still know who you are and everything. And I said, you know, it is kind of shocking to me, too. And I guess because of our network, you know, our network is so strong, you know, because it gives people that kind of watched us part time back in the day or their young kids and stuff. They're able to watch our network, see some of the matches that we were on. And so it's like we just kind of live forever through our through our network and our fans, you know. So, I, like I said, I'm just I, I look in the mirror every day and pinch myself and go, did I really get paid for doing this for 38 years? You know, and I really mean that I'm just I'm so humble over that. It's just crazy. Yeah, it, it's really cool to see. Like, I, I grew up with it, so getting to look back on it is one angle, but then seeing people that maybe are experiencing it for the first time. Uh, one of my, my favorite things actually wasn't exactly wrestling related, but uh, you had a role, a, a, a few cameos on Baywatch when it was still on. Yes. Oh, my uh, God. What a memory. Way to go, buddy. You, you actually played two different characters. I don't, I, maybe people remember one because there was wrestling related episodes, but you actually played a, a country singer manager too. So yes. Uh, Mark Martina McBride was on that too. So, uh, yeah, but you know, what was so cool about it? They were the persons who did, uh, we did a show called Thunder in Paradise with Hulk and all of us, you know. So the same person that produced Baywatch produced Thunder in Paradise. So they one day they asked me would I play a part on there. They wanted to bring – I think it was Ricky Van Shelton. They wanted to bring Ricky Van Shelton in who had a lot of country hits back then and let me be like his manager, his touring guy, right? So I said, how do you want me dressed? It's like Jimmy Hart. What kind of accent? Your southern, your southern accent, you know. I said, okay. And so um, – 
they gave me a script and everything, but I got to really have a really, really Southern drawl and, and be his manager on it. The crazy part about it, I got one big scene with um, Pamela Sue Anderson and uh, David Hasselhoff. So, buddy, I studied the word. I studied all this verbiage. I studied the verbiage. And, you know, coming from the wrestling business in our era, we didn't have scripts. We got to ad lib. And I think that's what was so good for us, which helped our characters because it wasn't scripted. We got to, it was everything was off the cuff. Hey, you got a minute. You got two minutes. You got a minute and a half. Hit the town, hit your head, but from your heart, what are you going to do to this opponent or what's going to happen? So I think that was so special for us. So I learned this script. I stayed in the room because we filmed four different days, right? So I got a lot of my stuff done with Ricky. But here comes my big moment, Pamela Sue Anderson, David Hasselhoff. I'm going, oh, this is it. I learned this word for word. I get there and do it, and their whole thing was ad lib. And so everything I worried about and spent two days <laughs> learning, and I got there, and I'm going, oh, my God, I don't know where to even come in because I'm waiting for their – I learned their their part, too. And they go, oh, we just we just ad lib all this stuff. And I went, oh, my God. But it turned out great. And so, matter of fact, I just saw a replay of it about two months ago on TV on one of those uh, uh, network deals. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's on Amazon prime or something. I, I don't remember, but, uh, I, I would like to, uh, go back and check out. I would tell anybody if they, if they're seeing it for the first time, we're talking about jackets and megaphones kind of to bring it full circle. I would say start at WrestleMania eight, work your way around, uh, go check out your stuff, but, uh, you can check out Jimmy, Wednesday, November 10th, free to the public event. It's the WrestleMania on sale ticket party. Uh, if you're in the area, 5.30 to 8.30 local time and get excited for WrestleMania season. If you're, if you're going, this is the first chance to do that. Make your plans, set it so you can get to Texas next year. But uh, for now, uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Texas. And thanks for your time today, Jimmy. No, listen, thank you. You've been great. You've really done your homework. And also, don't forget, Undertaker's going to be there Wednesday. Special guest, Undertaker. So, uh, and I just want to, one more time, if I may, um, Friday, of course, this coming Friday is where tickets are really going to kind of go on sale. But like I said, it's WrestleMania 38. The second, third, two big days, you can reach this on SeatGeek.com. And that was always hard for me to go. And I said, what do they call it that for? He said, well, like you're buying a seat, you know, like a seat for a concert or wrestling. I said, oh, it makes sense. But thank you for having us on, buddy. I appreciate you.